1: Hello everyone and welcome to our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. I'm Dan Lobby and I'm joined today by Mary Kay Cabot. Mary Kay, how are you?
2: I'm doing great, Dan. How are you doing?
1: Doing good. And also Scott Patsko. Scott, how are you? Doing good. Ready to go. Okay, so it is Friday, our last pot of the week. And on Thursday we heard from Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski. And that is significant because it was the last time we're going to hear from him for a little while. The Browns are um, on their way out. The offseason program... In the books, uh, by the time you're going to listen to this, uh, players are, well, they aren't going back home. They've been home, <laughs> but they are done with their offseason program. We're into July. And let's just talk about where we are and what's next for this football team. So, Mary Kay, the Browns got a little bit of extra time, especially with the veterans, having them through this week. Uh, what what kind of happened here this week and, and what were the Browns
2: trying to finish up? Well, they actually had a whole 10 weeks of the off-season program uh, because they got to start a little bit early. And of course, then they were able to finish a little bit late. And some teams uh, quit, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago. But Kevin Stefanski, uh, you know, just carried it right through to this week and and took full advantage of it. So today, what happened was, or this week, what happened was he had a a team meeting on Monday, gave these guys their marching orders uh, for the next five weeks. Basically, set forth expectations. What he wants from them, uh, just in terms of you know off the field behavior, workouts, commitment, and those kinds of things. And then uh, you know he told us that he will have uh, the rookies, quarterbacks, injured guys back on July 24th. This is theoretically speaking, of course. And um, and the veterans back on July 28th. So uh, you know that's basically it in a nutshell.
1: Right, so so Scott, the um, I, I guess this virtual offseason program in the books, did you, um, I, I mean, I guess watching it from afar, and obviously we didn't get to see anything or hear a whole lot other than some clips the Browns put out, but um, I, I guess just, what are your impressions of kind of how it went from kind of based on what little we know?
0: Yeah, what little we know, that's the key phrase <laughs> with this entire offseason. Uh, although I will say first, it was, you know, what, what do we hear at the end of uh, OTAs and minicamp from all the coaches? They talk about how they're, you know, kind of not scared, but, you know, it's like you're letting everybody out into the wild and you're not going to see them for a while. But or, like you said, everybody's already been home. It's just this weird thing. It's one more thing you can put on the list of things we're not really getting this year uh, from the NFL is that weird, uh, that weird sequence sequence where players kind of, you know, scatter for the uh, real offseason. So that's not really happening because everybody's already scattered. Um, but look, if you if you think that this Browns organization, the front office, Stefanski and his coaching staff excel at thinking outside the box and are super organized and just generally smart, then this is where they show it. It's where you go through something unprecedented like this. And if they can come out of it and go into training camp and prove that they were, you know, that they did everything they needed to do and that they excelled in this weird situation, then, you know, it goes back to telling you that you have the right people in charge because there are a lot of previous regimes that maybe you could question how they might have handled all this. And it just seems from the start that Andrew Barry and his group and Kevin Stefanski have uh, have just had a really good focus and a really good plan and seems to, you know, they knew what they wanted to get done and they went ahead and did it.
1: And, and it seems I mean, that that's kind of what I was going to say. It seems like they knew exactly what they wanted to accomplish. And uh, it, it seems like some, in some cases, when we heard from some of these assistant coaches and, and coordinators, Mary Kay, I, I don't want to say that they preferred it, but it sounded like, you know, as it went along, they were able to find some advantages in it too. I, I think it, I want to say it was Alex Van Pelt who brought up, you know, because you're doing this stuff on Zoom via video guys kind of on their own a little later, can go back and rewatch and install, or, or rewatch something that you did in a Zoom meeting, or, or some point you made, something like that, which isn't real easy to do when you've got team meetings happening, and, and maybe those aren't being recorded readily, or at least readily available, like they would be, just in an archive of things that you that you built on Zoom.
2: Yeah, I think they had to get creative, and I think that they really made the most of it. I mean, Alex Van Pelt obviously was. Uh, changing up Baker Mayfield's footwork and uh, he was able to you know to see on film the little nuances of that and then you know they gave these guys quizzes I mean they did things that they probably wouldn't have done they they went overboard to make sure uh, that these guys knew the installations of the schemes the offense and the defense and uh, you know, I just think that they, you know, they overcompensated and worked probably even harder than they would have if they were out on the field. They did, probably didn't have a whole lot of wasted time. I mean, your meeting time was uh, probably so structured and so organized. They didn't waste one second of any of that. So I think they got a lot accomplished. I think another thing uh, to really look at as we are going forward here into the offseason is, uh, and I wrote about this, is... Um, whether or not Baker Mayfield is going to host another Camp Mayfield. Now, we know this week that the NFLPA came out and completely advised against it. Why is this significant, especially for the Cleveland Browns? Because J.C. Treader is the president of the NFLPA. So you would think that his own team, you know, might want to follow the guidelines of the NFLPA's medical director. However, I have a feeling that there is, or at least there was going to be another Camp Mayfield. How do we know that? Well, I kind of heard through the grapevine that there was going to be one. And then when we talked to uh, Kareem Hunt this week on the Zoom call, he said he was going to be working out with Baker Mayfield and some other guys. So, uh, you know, that was just another indication that they really planned on doing this again. The first one was in May in Austin, about nine guys attended, and they were going to do it again. Now, will they or not? I'm not really sure. Nobody will uh, really kind of tell me whether or not that's going to happen. I think uh, if it happens, the next time we'll know about it or hear about it is if we see something on social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, unless unless those guys decide to keep it completely under wraps and they agree, look, we're gonna do this and we're not going to tell anybody that we're doing this. Uh, So it's, it's, it's significant because it's a new it's a new offense a new defense and I think they want to get together and put it out on the field just like Tom Brady did I mean he you know those guys completely ignored uh, the NFLPA advisory and they they have done a uh, Camp Brady down in Tampa.
0: It makes you wonder how much stealth training is going to go on uh, over the next month here you know Baker Mayfield and And companies show up at a park somewhere and start doing things. People are going to see that if they try to like rent a facility, you know, uh, somebody's going to see that and and be aware of it. And you know, are people going to be signing uh, non-disclosure agreements uh, to make sure nobody tells, you know, the NFL that uh, Odell and Baker are working out? uh, It's weird that we're in that position that 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 we might uh, uh, how well a team performs in training camp might come down to how well they were able to keep, you know their secret trainings, uh, under wraps. So I don't, uh, you know, Stefanski talked about soft tissue injuries, uh, today in training camp and, and maybe trying to ramp up guys a little slowly once everything gets going because, you know, no one's been able to work out. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, we see, you know, you always see guys over there on the bike during training camp. Um, Kareem Hunt, obviously we, we saw him on the bike a lot last year. Uh, Duke Johnson for multiple reasons, uh, wasn't wasn't practicing. But this year, I'm wondering if that's going to be even a bigger thing, like maybe rotating guys into practice because you don't want to end up with a bunch of guys sitting out those first few weeks because you missed an entire summer of, of workouts.
1: Right. And, uh, you know, we've already seen um, a few players come up with injuries this offseason when they've been doing workouts. So, that, I mean, you, you certainly don't want to see that happen, especially when you're not even supposed to be doing the workouts at least or, or you're being heavily recommended not to do the workouts the the one area that where baker and and his teammates can maybe get away with it is is with tom brady you know they're in tampa uh, a lot of those guys probably you know they live in florida and so you know they go practice somewhere in tampa the the tampa newspaper photographers are going and sneaking in bushes and and snapping photos uh, you know the these guys aren't coming up to cleveland to work out they're going to be somewhere in texas or somewhere else and as we remember from Baker Mayfield's wedding, he's actually probably, he's pretty good at, at muting social media. They, they kept that thing pretty much under wraps. So, you know, we'll see. It's always a challenge, with, with especially with younger NFL players, to keep them off Instagram and, and not have them post their workout videos. But I would have, you know, if they're smart, they'll put the phones down. And I'm sounding like an old man to get off my lawn guy. But they'll put the <laughs> phones down and, and work out and, and not let anybody – know about it if they decide to do it
2: well what you what you have to hope in addition to the fact that nobody would get injured at one of these and I remember back when uh, back when camp uh Colts were going on in Texas I can't remember one of the receivers got injured I might have been Muhammad at that time or I'm not even sure I like all these regimes just blend in together <laughs> anymore but uh, one of the receivers did get injured uh at one of those sessions and I mean you can obviously see how and why something like that would happen but even more so than that what they really have to hope is that they don't get any positive covid tests out of those practices if they decide to do them because that would be that would be bad if that starts to get out that they went against nflp advi- nflpa advice and then started coming down with some COVID tests as of right now Kevin Stefanski says, to his knowledge, there have been no positive COVID tests on the part of any Browns players or staffers. So right now, they're pretty free and clear in that regard. Nobody wants that to change. You don't want to start getting into uh, a situation of that. Now, the Bucks, they did it despite the fact they already have two players that have tested positive for COVID and at least one staffer. And then we also know that one 49ers player tested positive after one of these private group workouts with teammates. Uh, and, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was there. And uh, so some of these other guys had to all get tested. So it's a little bit of a, a dicey proposition.
0: Yeah. I think that's going to be a story we're writing every week. You know, who, how did testing go? We, we talked recently on a podcast about how our jobs are going to change this year. That's a story that's going to happen every week for every team. It's, it's how did testing go? Who you know? Who might be sitting out? Uh, who's got a quarantine? All those kinds of things. It's just a, a nonstop thing. But yeah, that's definitely that's obviously a big concern. If these guys get together. That's you know, why why the NFL wants them to stay apart, or the NFLPA. So um, it's always out there. It's going to be out there until they figure out a a vaccine. And you're going to have an entire football season if it's played in those circumstances.
1: Yeah, and I, you know the other piece of that too isn't just you know if if they get it, but it's, you know, if they get it and they're asymptomatic and let's say it's, you know, the third week in July and then they come to the team facility and maybe it sneaks in there with them, you know, and obviously they're gonna be probably subjected to testing before camp starts and and all of that. But, you know, these guys, when they're out working out on their own, aren't gonna be subjected to that kind of testing unless they, you know, start showing symptoms and they might go get tested. Uh, So so that's something to keep an eye on uh, as well. Let me take a minute to tell you about Football Insider. It's our subscription service where Mary Kay, Scott, and I will text you throughout the day with the latest on the Browns, news, analysis, what we're thinking, and more. And the best part is you can text us back, and we'll text you directly, cutting through the clutter of social media. It's another way to connect with us as we cover your favorite football team. We also hold events with our team of writers exclusively for our subscribers, like the virtual draft event we held the week before the draft this year and our virtual event talking all things Baker Mayfield. That included uh, Mary Kay, me, Scott, Doug Maurice, and Terry Pluto. All of these events that we do, they're open only to our football insiders. So if you want to check it out, you can get a 14-day free trial by going to cleveland.com browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page. Football Insider is $399 per month after your trial expires. Or better yet, you can just text 216-208-3965 to get your trial started. Again, to get that 14-day free trial started and see everything that comes with your subscription to Football Insider, text 216-208-3965. Back to our show. But let's shift ahead a little bit to training camp. Uh, right now the report date. It's July 28th. That's the 47 days before the first game. Uh, Rookies and quarterbacks report a few days before that. July 24th, injured players as well. But, you know, for our purposes, the official report date is July 28th. That's when the veterans have to show up. What they'll do there, you know, they'll run and do their testing and all of that stuff. And then you'd imagine your first practice would probably be on the 29th. Uh, But again, all of that is still very much up in the air and that's one of the other difficulties that Kevin Stefanski and his staff face Mary Kay is they're planning much like the rest of the NFL they're planning for these hard dates that are normal but we still just don't know if that's really what's going to happen yet
2: yeah and especially considering that just yesterday the Hall of Fame game was canceled August 6th in Canton Steelers Cowboys uh, the, the, the game, the enshrinement ceremonies, all of that stuff canceled. And, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, that could be a sign of, of things to come a little bit. There has been some talk that, that there might only be two preseason games instead of four. I mean, the fact that they don't feel ready to pull off uh, those ceremonies and that game on August 6th. Well, the Browns are supposed to play a game on August 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Chicago. So if they're not going to do one on August 6th, are they going to do one on August 15th? Uh, it's it's all up in the air right now. Uh, nobody really knows how this is going to go, but I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that that means that they are going to lop off those first two preseason games and just focus on the final two.
0: Going through this offseason, the NFL has had this line where they knew they were supposed to start the season and they kind of kept it there you know, baseball, basketball, hockey, they've kind of had to deal with how to get their seasons back up, but the NFL has been allowed to kind of sit and wait. And, you know, with the, with the hall of fame and the hall of fame game, they've kind of moved that line back a little bit, but at some point, you're probably going to be in a position where, okay, we're going to have teams start practicing and playing pieces of game. And we're just going to see how it goes. You know, Um, you can, test all you want and have players who test positive sit out. But at some point, if they really want to get NFL going this season, they're probably just going to have to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And if it, you know, if, if it works, you keep going. If not, you know, they'll have to make the decision just like the pro sports leagues did earlier this year and shutting things down. But it seems like that's, that's the point that's getting put off a little bit and that, but they're still going to hit it at some point. And like you said, you know, A week's difference there between the Browns starting in that Hall of Fame game, basically, and you know what? What's the big difference in that week? Not much. So at some point, I think they're just going to have to do it, and we're all going to find out what happens.
1: Yeah, that hard line is coming, right? We we all thought maybe the drafts could represent that, but they managed to pull that off virtually, and and you know they managed to pull out free agency, then the draft virtually. Uh, They made the off-season programs virtual, but there is that hard line coming where you've got to be around people, and you've got to have. 90 guys plus a bunch of coaches and trainers and you've got to have all these people together and then you've got to go figure out how to play games in stadiums. Um I you know, as as you were talking about the preseason game, Scott, it kind of popped in my head. I wonder if some of these teams are gonna be a little more prone to just saying to their starters and their top line guys, even teams that would normally play guys in the preseason, it just just don't. You know, don't don't even come on the trip, just stay home. We we don't need you out there. You know, if you're one of the top, maybe not every single starter, but if you're one of the top 15, 20 guys on a roster or 30 guys, you know, we're just going to take enough guys to play this game, get an evaluation on players. But, you know, Joel Batonio, for example, we, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Baker, we don't need you guys traveling to Chicago and, and playing a game there that doesn't mean anything. We're going to get our work in Berea. You guys stay home. I, I wonder if we're going to see teams maybe take that approach to the preseason.
2: You know, you you could see that. And and I almost wonder too, if, you know, if they will even play, who knows if they'll even play any preseason games because they've got a lot to get figured out uh, between now and then every time JC Tretter speaks, he says something like this virus is, uh, you know, football is just ready made for this virus to get spread. Uh, When I hear him say things like that, you know, it makes me wonder, well, then how can you play on August 15th? How can you play on August 21st or, or any of these other other preseason games, so I think that's going to be very much up in the air. Now you've got guys like Odell Beckham Jr., who he he never wants to play another preseason game as long as he lives, anyways. So I don't think we will see him. And you're right, Dan. I mean, we might we might not see Joel Batonio or some of those other guys playing a preseason game if the uh, if the threat of contracting the virus is there, and it will be. So, uh, you know, you're obviously going to want to protect uh, your starting guys, but, you know, then do you want to say, oh, okay, well, we'll just, uh, we'll just play the back end of the roster because, you know, they can get COVID. I mean,
0: right, right. That's like, the yeah, that, stuff, the how would you feel if you're going to those guys? Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, so, you know, I just still think there's a lot to work out. And I have heard, you know, even recently, uh, you know, J.C. J. Tretter talk about, uh, you know, how how can they make this happen? And John Harbaugh, too. I mean, we've heard John Harbaugh say he he believes it's, it's going to be humanly possible to try to follow all the rules that the NFL has set forth about Tier 1 and Tier 2 and Tier 3 and how they're actually going to pull this whole thing off. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins came out and said today he doesn't feel comfortable playing football. So, still a lot that has to happen.
0: Yeah, what... How do you- <laughs> a whole different meaning to the to the term expendable when you're when you're an nfl player and it isn't simply just you know you don't want to get your uh frontline guys injured it's much more serious now i i wouldn't be surprised if the nfl tries something that i've seen done with uh with high school sports here in ohio where you have different phases you know if you you start out with with you know no more than 10 people practicing and if you can make it through two weeks with that well then you can have no more than 50 which is kind of how my daughter's soccer team is operating. You know, they made it through, or actually they made it through, I think three weeks, and then the rules kind of changed, but then they got to a point where, all right, we have, we can have as many as 50 people here, but we're still going to limit contact. Um, but again, that's soccer. This is football. Um, but still, you might have some sort of phase thing. Like, you know, you kind of ease into it. We can get through two weeks doing this. All right, let's, let's try a little bit more these, these two weeks. And if we can get through these two weeks, then maybe we're good to, to actually have preseason games. I think it's gonna have to go in phases and, you know, and you kind of figure out what's working. And, you know, if you can make it through safely, if people aren't testing positive, then you just keep moving on. And, but again, that, that line's gonna come where you have to actually have real football. And that's probably going to be the biggest test out of all this, because you're not just going against guys that you've been practicing with for, for two months, it's, it's, it's players, you know, from another city who you're not around.
1: And I, yeah, I do wonder what these practices will look like early on. There's there's a slightly longer um, phase-in period now in camp, and there's a few more restrictions on on pads. It's not like, you know, excessive, like scaled back, but there are a few more rest- restrictions in camp on, on padded practices in this new CBA. But I do wonder if some of these practices and and I hope we're going to be able to to stand out there and watch them. Uh, I wonder if we're going to see a lot more walkthrough type practices, practices that don't have a lot of contact where you are just sort of, they almost look like installs. But the problem there is at some point you do have to let guys hit each other. And usually you do have to let guys compete and and show what they can do. I mean, that's what football is about more than any other sport. It's about guys competing with each other and hitting each other and uh, that, that physical contact. And you certainly don't want to, you don't want to overdo it against your own guys. You know, we saw the negative effects of that last camp. But, you know, you do need to have some of that to get ready to go out there on Sundays and, and play, you know, go through all those repetitive car crashes every Sunday. You, you've got to be ready for that physically.
2: Yeah, and you know, uh, we, we keep hearing Kevin Stefanski say that, you know, the Browns are at the same disadvantages as everybody else in the NFL but I don't believe that's true I mean I think that they are at a distinct disadvantage from other teams in the NFL in that they are installing systems they're installing schemes The coaches don't know their players they don't know how these guys are going to respond or react uh they don't know if if Odell Beckham Jr. and Baker Mayfield are going to have any timing in this new offense they don't know if Baker's new footwork uh is going to work properly they don't know if Jedrick Wills is going to look good over on the left side and that if he has if he has muscle memory uh to be that left tackle that he's going to be they don't know any of that stuff yet whereas once again as we've mentioned before Sean Payton was able to say "Eh, you guys let's cancel the the virtual offseason program you guys go do your thing and, and, and we'll see you we'll see you later the Browns don't have that luxury I mean they just don't Uh, To the extent that they can, they have to try to get ready to field a football team and play a game. They don't know what they have. I mean, other teams have new players, you know, like the Ravens. But for the most part, the Ravens, they know uh, the terminology, the schemes. They know what they're doing. The Browns don't. And yes, they are a step behind the others.
1: Okay, so there we go. Uh, the off-season program is in the books for the Cleveland Browns, and now we hit that scary period for uh, front offices and coaching staffs. So get through that Fourth of July weekend and uh, <laughs> then feel good about your roster. Guys, Coaches are going to be trying to get their vacations in, whatever those are going to look like this year. Same with uh, front offices. Everybody kind of scatters here uh, until they come back for training camp, which I bring that up because uh, – we're, in, we're going to be scattering a little bit here, our, our Orange and Brown Talk uh, cast. So you know, over the next month or so, the podcast might sound a little bit different, but we're still going to be bringing it to you every single weekday. Uh, but we're starting a 20 question series uh, where each of us is answering a question about the Browns. We did it last year. It's going to be a written post on cleveland.com, but then we're also going to do a podcast for every single question. Uh, and that's going to take us through a lot of July. So things might sound a little bit different uh, when when you hear those, but uh, it, it should be fun. We're going to still have this Orange and Brown Talk podcast there for you every single weekday throughout the month of July, leading up to hopefully training camp opening on July 28th. So make sure you are subscribed everywhere. Leave us ratings and reviews. I've seen a couple really good reviews come in uh, in the Apple podcast store. So uh, keep doing that. And then uh, check out Football Insider. Get that 14-day free trial because that's not going anywhere either. We'll be uh, filling that up throughout the month of July as well. So for Mary Kay and Scott, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.